0: The things that were more terrifying to me are the things that it implies about abuse and and uh, sexual abuse and guilt and retribution and things like that. Um, so that's as far as I'm going to go with that before I say spoilers. You ready to get yeah. into spoilers and really kind of jump into the story, or do you have more thoughts? Let's,
1: let's spoil this rotten. Egg. Okay.
0: All right, so we're gonna get spoiled here. Um, at the end of the game, what is revealed is that uh, James' wife, who, uh, you know, died three years previous, uh, basically what's revealed is that James is an unreliable narrator. So what? Yes. Th- some of the things, um, like the letter that he got from his wife? later in the game is revealed to not even exist at all. Um that has to do with the the town of Silent Hill again kind of the way that it bleeds into the first the first uh game in the series is that the town um basically a cult took over the town. It was this resort town. A cult took over the town and so there is some weird stuff that happens there and the town manifests um things that the people who enter the town are are going through. So thoughts and it's, feelings. What was that?
1: Well, I was just going to say, it's basically like sort of a psychic mirror. And yeah. So it, it, it extracts things out of your, out of whoever's in there. Um. So you're playing from the perspective of James. And so everything that James is experiencing is as a, is, is, is a result of, his conflicted his sort of tormented emotional and psychological state right, right, and the reason that he's tormented
0: is because you find out at the end of the game that yes, his wife was sick, but he actually murders his wife he uh, he suffocates her with a pillow because she had been sick and because she had like it's because of the complicated relationship he has with his wife. He loves his wife, but his wife got sick. It's never explicitly said what she had in my mind. I think of it like cancer because she's in and out of the hospital. What were you saying?
1: Well, I was going to say too, there was like a, did you hear that, that there's that conversation in that very last hallway between her and him? And I was just going to say like, too, and it was like, it seemed like she was like, at times pushing him away because I I don't know. Like there was like, and that's, that's one of those things where like, there's so much nuance. It sort of gets lost because it just turns into these exposition dumps where I'm like, man, it just would have been really interesting if they could have just fleshed that out a little bit more. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like a a second playthrough would do some of that. I don't know. But I just, I was like, man, like, I'm I'm okay with not knowing what Mary had Mm -hmm. as far as disease goes, but just some more of the back and forth there would have been really just helpful and sort of even just sort of like, yeah,
0: I I think that scene in the hallway that you're talking about was a pivotal scene because you got a look into. So throughout the game, because people are so weird, yeah, I had the thought, oh well, you know, Mary, you, you know. James could have killed Mary that could be you know what the big twist is is actually James is a killer but I still don't understand like why these things are happening mm-hmm. I think there's there's a nuance to this that really kind of it shook me I got shook y'all um because the reason he killed his wife is because she had gotten sick and she was in the hospital and uh, she was in and out of the hospital basically but this interaction that you overhear um, was James remembering a time that he brought his wife flowers in the hospital, and she just like flips out on him because she's like, "I don't deserve that. I'm a monster. You're only trying to humor me. I'm just about to die." And and like kind of rails into James when James is like just trying to get his wife flowers. So like she was being pretty terrible, understandably so. She's sick. Yeah. Like. She's throwing up well, it, all the time. And just,
1: yeah. It's, it's just based on what the game tells us. Like the medication is sort of like wrecking her. Mm-hmm. The disease is killing her. Like it's
0: just, yeah, exactly. So, so there are two sides to this. It's from the side of Mary, his wife, like she is going through something terrible. She has given a, she's been given a death sentence, right? We don't know how long she's going to live. There's another scene where a doctor tells James she has six months to, a, you know, to possibly three years. To yeah. me, this is reading between the lines, but James, because he, he constantly says that his wife died three years ago, in my mind, what he's saying is she got sick three years ago and became a different person three years ago. So she died to him three mm. years ago. Um, but it's actually revealed at the end of the game that she died fairly recently because her interactions with the little girl, Laura happened right before Laura's eighth birthday. And James explicitly asks Laura how old she is. And she says that she just turned eight a few weeks ago. So, so the time span from when James kills his wife, smothers his wife when she's at home to when uh, this game happens is only a few weeks. If that um, there's speculation yeah. that that he kills her and then immediately comes to Silent Hill, but I, I don't think that necessarily matters. What matters is kind of the theme of like torment and anguish because James is is feeling guilty, rightfully so, because he killed his wife. Um, basically, his wife was able to return home for a little while, um, and it it's kind of left up to it. Doesn't explicitly say, but it could be, you know going home just to die because there's nothing more that they could do with the hospital.
1: That I think that's sort of well the ending that I got sort of implied that. Okay. That she was going home to die. Yeah. Um they might have been a little more explicit even. You know, it's it's interesting to well it, just like the 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 sort of like the the relationship the 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 character of Maria. Mhm. Like what do you do with a problem like Maria? Yeah. because she represents something very different than Mary right. too. And so I you know I didn't know where like how you wanted to jump into that but like yes, yes, when we get to the characters
0: there there's definitely a lot to say about Maria and I felt like she was not explicitly explained either. So I'm going to give kind of my interpretation of what she meant um because mm. a lot of this game most of this game occurs the, like it is a personification of James' mind and consciousness and and the torment that he's feeling, so um all of the enemies have to do with the the oppression that he feels and the guilt and anguish over what he has done um well, and his need to to feel to to be punished right, yeah, 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 guilt because he killed his wife um and so, yeah, basically, that's, that's the core story there is, is the relationship of James and his wife um, and how they're two sides to the coin. Yes, he straight up kills his wife. Like, that's a terrible thing. But also, it's, it's more complex. It's more nuanced than that because uh, Mary even recognizes that she was, uh, she was a witch. I'll put it that way. To James, who was trying to support her for so long, but uh, you know, financially it was draining him. It was taking up all his time. She wasn't getting any better. She was living under a a death sentence, and she
1: was acting terribly towards him. Well, and it seems like too she was in pain. Yeah, it it it, you know, and again, this is all stuff that you sort of have to like speculate through Mm -hmm. and like sort of like, but it's like it seems like she was in pain. So in some ways, too, there's even like a way like. The ending that I got, mm-hmm. like, she's like, I was in pain. I told you to do it. And then he was like, and that's why I did it. And he's like, no, like, he he yeah. kind of has this. He's like, I kind of did it because I hated you too. Right. Like, I hated seeing what was going on here. And I hated I hated the fact that my wife was gone right? in a lot of ways. And I hated who you would become. I I did hate seeing you suffer, but at the same time, like that wasn't the only emotion that sort of like was driving this, which man, like that's, that's a really honest take. Exactly. In a lot of ways. It's like, man, like it's, you know, it's, it's really easy to sort of fall into this. Like I did it out of mercy Mm -hmm. or I did it out of this. And it's like, a lot of times we find that like our sort of motive, our motivations, our motives are mixed, mm-hmm. you know, like we might do the right thing or we might do a wrong thing. And, but the motives are a lot of times like not nearly as clean cut. Like we like we don't do things for the best possible reason all the time. Not that I'm saying like, you know, obviously as believers, we would say that taking the life of anyone is sort of like no bueno. Right. Yeah. You know, Off the it's table. Verb- verboten but um yeah i don't know like that was to me like i mean it was like a very sympathetic position in a lot of ways right
0: and i think that is what makes this game amazing is that you don't see that in video games like now i could be i could be overstepping a little bit i haven't played every video game i haven't played spec ops the line apparently that one treads into some deep waters as well um but I think the way that it could capture that, the way that this game could capture that nuance and that complexity, while still while delving deeply into the torment that James is going through, uh, really makes this game something special in terms of story like i said gameplay wasn't that great i didn't have a great time playing this game but the but what this game communicates especially in those final hours and then recontextualizes the rest of the game um really uh i got shook like i said um so with that let's transition a little bit I want to. I want to touch on. I want to actually jump forward and touch on the enemies, at least a few of the enemies, because once we understand that as a story, what's going on in this town, what James is seeing is uh, is a perf- personification of the things that he is going through mentally. Um, then it, like I said earlier, it kind of recontextualizes some of these things. So the first enemies, well, well let me actually. I am just going to go through a few of them. There is only like. Ten enemies in the entire game, including is bosses. Is there even
1: that? Is there even that many? It, actually, yeah, I think it's less than that to tell you the truth. Because um, it, well, I'll just rattle them off. It's the uh, straitjackets, mannequins, mm-hmm. uh, pyramid head. The well, there's the closers, the mouth, yeah. the flesh lips. Um, th- they've got really gross names. Yes, yeah, um, they do. There's Eddie. There's Abstract Daddy. And uh Mary. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, there's Oh that. no, you can the Beatles. That's right. You can yeah. kill the Beatles too. So nine. Nine enemies. <laughs> yeah. Through this entire game.
0: But um man, the design of these enemies each of these enemies say something. The, the only one that I would say. I don't really understand are the are those bugs. Okay, they're just bugs as as far as I know. It might have they're a deeper meaning. Gross annoying D- yeah, just bugs. Disgusting little bugs that are difficult to just step on because of the darn controls. So, mm. one of the first enemies that you meet are the the straitjacket enemies. Um according to Wikipedia, they're called lying figure. Um and it looks like it is this nasty looking It's like a figure of a woman in a straight jacket that is covered over in. It it looks like she has like flesh pulled over where the straight jacket and where, and over the straight jacket and where her head would be, I guess. So she's constantly kind of like uh, whipping herself around because she's in a straight jacket. So it's super creepy. And there's just like flesh, you know all over everything. Again, it's not explicit. I say the figure of a woman, but really, it's it's not, you know, I, don't take that too it's, far.
1: It's sort of feminine shaped, right. but it's, yeah. But it attacks also, you by puking on you. And so- it's some serious projectile vomit too. Yeah, yeah no kidding. It's and, like four or five feet. Yeah.
0: And this is, the, the idea with this monster is that, this was uh, James's idea of what his wife had become. Like she was tied down by her sickness. She's unable to do anything and she's gross and she's throwing up. Like it, it it's this idea of oppression. Like he feels like she is coming after him and she is this monster basically. And you see that in a couple of the other enemies. Um, but that one is the most explicit in terms of just gross, nasty, just coming after him and attacking him. Um, then some of the other enemies touch on this idea of sexuality. Okay. The mannequins. Yeah. The mannequins and I i think the nurses to some extent as well. But Oh, yes. Yeah. So, the, no,
1: there are 10 because I didn't count the nurses. Okay. Okay. So 10.
0: So uh, the mannequins, yeah, the, that's the second enemy that you meet. It is literally a pair of legs connected to another pair of legs. And so, like, it's not again, nothing about the game is explicit in the way that it 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 shows this, but it is literally uh, okay, I'm sorry, you have to kind of put yourself into the mindset of James, right? His wife, again, this is kind of mature subject matter, but we're going there because this is what the game touches on his wife was sexually unavailable. Even though she was his wife, like she is sick. Like she's constantly throwing up. She's not feeling well. Like the, the outlet for sexuality within a marriage was closed off to him. Not, on top of that, she was being a pretty nasty person to him in general. Um, so there's this growing sexual tension as well that James is feeling that's personified through this enemy that is a pair of legs like two pairs of legs that are connected that obviously there's nothing you can do about because they're just connected legs and so it's this idea of oppressive sexuality that has no that is aggressive it has no outlet if that makes sense and so both of those enemies combined you kind of see that in the nurse enemies because like a lot of you know cartoon Depictions of nurses. It is a sexualized nurse, right? She's wearing a mini skirt. She's got some cleavage. Um, but it's also but it's
1: super gross, too. Yeah.
0: The way that she moves like she's dead and um, the way that her head. So she's called the bubblehead nurse because um, her face just looks like a bunch of flesh that is puffed up. And that is um, a reference to how james smothered his wife so uh you know she would have suffocated from that so it's it's this idea of the fact that his wife was in a hospital the fact that james doesn't have an outlet for his sexuality and i don't know i I think there's something to be said about like seeing nurses in the hot he's constantly in the hospital seeing other women and having sexual thoughts about them, but also understanding that that's very wrong, but then not having an outlet you know with his wife, so it's like all of these frustrations combined in this enemy of the nurse does that make sense? am I making sense
1: no yeah it, it, it's, it's no yeah it's it's sort of like the 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 sort of the hyper sexualization of the the bubblehead nurse, where it is this sort of like mini skirt sort of nurse sort of thing like there's like like i mean even the the little bits that i've read talk a lot about like how this game is sort of like he's got probably some like really conflicted feelings there right and and as the fact that sort of silent hill is like basically again i I use the phrase a psychic mirror Mm -hmm. like it's just a manifestation of sort of like his frustration in that and then just like You know, it's sort of like a perverse sort of inversion of of some of the good there. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, So the only other enemy that I want to touch on in passing before we get to the characters is is that flesh lip enemy. Um, And lots of the enemies are in bed frames, which we'll talk about. Um, But the flesh lip is basically like this distorted mound of flesh that's connected to a metal bed frame it's got you know like some arms sticking out different places but it has a mouth it's called a flesh lip because it has like this circular mouth looking thing that kind of opens and closes super gross and very disturbing and that kind drops of drops
1: from the ceiling
0: yeah yeah That's uh, some really creepy imagery. But basically, the idea of the bed, I mean, the connotation there is that Mary, James' wife, was bedridden. And the fact that she was being nasty to him and saying things uh, that, you know, as much as he tried to support her, she didn't feel well and was saying horrible things to him. So this was the personification of his wife, yeah, just the frustrations that he had with his wife being bedridden, as well as using her mouth to attack him in that way. Um, I know that doesn't sound <laughs> that sounds kind of stupid, but if you saw this, <laughs> it's a uh, it's just this yeah, really creepy. Google little thing.
1: Google the the enemies in this because um, they're the design is really they're really gross. Yeah, and. Yeah. Gross. And I mean, the nurse, the nurse is sort of iconic. Yeah. I think like in the video game world, like the Silent Hill nurse. So, yeah. And you know what? I said that that's going
0: to be the last one, but let's go ahead and just touch on pyramid head because he doesn't necessarily have, he's not tied to a different character. Um, So pyramid head is the most iconic, I think of all the Silent Hill villains. Um, Mm -hmm. And he certainly is creepy looking. Uh, he's, yeah, he's definitely disturbing when he shows up the first few times. I mean, well, the first time he shows up, you can just see him behind a gate. So it's creepy because he's not doing anything particularly oppressive. He just looks terrifying. He
1: he just stands there and sort of like eyeballs you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Through his pyramid head. (laughs) um yeah. and then you finally get to fight him and through all of the fights that you have against him he's invincible like there's there's no way to actually beat him you just have to wait until until either he leaves
1: what's that well you can you can shoot him yeah to accelerate the timer or okay. you can wait him out gotcha okay didn't realize that you did oh, so you just spent like the five minutes or whatever running away from him on that first fight. In the first fight, yes. Oh, yeah, I just ran away from him. <laughs> I just I just kept emptying the gun into him and then I was when I was looking back through the walkthrough, it was like, You can run away from him for like four minutes or you can shoot him a bunch of times and I'm like, Well, that's what I did. <laughs> gotcha.
0: I did that with the second time that you fight him, but not the first time at the very end of the game. When there's two of them. Um, so, I mean, what is there to say about Pyramid Head? He is the... Well, like you like you touched on earlier. He is basically the personification of the fact that James feels that he needs to be punished for what has happened. He's done. Yeah. Um, he is an unbeatable force that when he appears in the game, he... He, you know, just comes after you and attacks you. He's slow moving. He's not particularly difficult if you know what you're doing, but uh, in one hit, he'll kill you. So th- the idea is that he is James's guilt, you know, and and yeah. he, yeah, he is the oppressive force that will not go away. And kind of like the 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 whole reason that James is in Silent Hill. Is because he feels that he needs to be punished, be- and rightfully so, he killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. Do you have any more thoughts on Pyramid Head? He is definitely a great character, a really creepy design. I'm just not sure that there's as much to go into.
1: It's it's just like it's one of those things where sort of it's a really neat design. Again, sort of iconic tied to the Silent Hill sort of games. Yeah. But at the same time, like Pyramid Head is just kind of like, when you sort of crack it open, like it's an interesting reveal in that second fight. Right. When you finally, and he's like, and he basically sort of like, you know, James sort of monologues a little bit. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it finally clicks that what what's going on. He's like, yeah, you guys are just basically a manifestation of my need to punish myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, game over yeah and it's yeah, like like you've served they walk, your purpose and like they they self-destruct or well they impale their own pyramid heads yeah on spears <laughs> it's this game abounds in grossness
0: yes yeah it's definitely yeah it's it's disturbing and unsettling in many different ways um and so like as good as pyramid head is i just i just I'm not sure that there's much more to say except that, you know, it is iconic for a reason. Um, but that reason is, is, it has the impact when you're playing the game. Um, but the design isn't necessarily as intricate, I would say, as some of the other enemies. At least no. not to me. In And there's some, ugh, we're going to get to, dude, the abstract daddy freaks me the crap out. Um, But we'll get to that in just a second. And with that, actually, let's go ahead and jump into the different characters in this game. Like you said, there's only four other characters, right? So James is the main character. You meet Eddie, Angela, Laura, and Maria. Mm -hmm. So um, we briefly mentioned Laura. She is an eight-year-old girl. Um, And Actually, before we jump into the characters, sorry, uh, we do need to say that... The way that Silent Hill: The Town works is that, um, like you said, it's the psychic mirror. But you learn later on that the characters all see their own versions. They 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 see different things, basically. So yeah. the enemies that you fight in the game, Angela doesn't necessarily see,
1: um, or Eddie doesn't see, or Laura doesn't see. Exactly.
0: So the and town, Maria,
1: I am oddly silent because (laughs) yeah yeah um so um
0: it has to do with the person and what they have gone through Uh, what they're seeing has to do with who they are as a character Mm -hmm. and that is the key to me in why their interactions with each other don't make much sense because they're all going through something different yeah but the reason they're in the town They all have similar reasons. Well, Eddie and Angela have very similar reasons to James, but Laura and Maria are a little different. So Laura, I think she's the simplest out of all the characters. Laura is an eight-year-old girl who met Mary in the hospital. So apparently, Laura was sick with something. I don't know. She doesn't seem Mm -hmm. sick during
1: the game. But yeah, it it doesn't give you a lot of preface or anything. It just says they met. And Laura and Mary got friendly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And clearly they bonded because at one point in the game, uh, the letter that you read from Mary says that she wished that she could adopt Laura because Laura is an orphan. Um, and so in a nutshell, Laura wanders into Silent Hill looking for, looking for Mary. Mary because yeah. Mary talked about how much she liked Silent Hill because again before the events of the first game Silent Hill was a resort town you know there's this there's this hotel on the lake there's like this cool stuff going on there so so uh, Mary has very fond feelings for Silent Hill she talked about it with Laura who she you know she became friends with so Laura this quote unquote innocent eight-year-old girl goes to silent hill and during the course of this game she um because she is a quote-unquote pure character she is not seeing any of the gross disgusting things that james is seeing she's wandering around she's playing with dolls she's riding on the window like she doesn't understand why anyone would be freaked out in this town because it's just another town to her because she's not going through anything crazy psychological, she simply came to try and find Mary because she talked because Mary had talked about Silent Hill. Now, she does have some preconceived notions of James because apparently, Mary doesn't talk too fondly about James,
1: or at least she is she is not a fan of James, yeah. So
0: she does things throughout the game that makes you think like she's this sinister little girl because, like, At one point, she locks you in the room with the boss, you know, but but Mm -hmm. to her in Laura's mind, like she doesn't see any monsters. She's just playing with you, but she doesn't like you because she thinks that you're mean to Mary when, you know, obviously Mary has kind of skewed view because she was pretty mean to James um, and then at the same time, Mary does give Laura a letter that talks about how she shouldn't be mad at James. So, so like Mary even understands she's been unfair about the way that she's communicated about James to Laura. So anyways, in a nutshell, there's not too much more to say except that Laura is pivotal in the story because she's the one who kind of like gives another perspective on Mary. She, she has a connection to Mary, but she doesn't see anything wrong with Silent Hill she's there and she's just kind of this innocent girl who's playing. Yeah. Um, so she is yeah. the, the least complex. What were you saying?
1: I was just saying, yeah, Angela and Eddie, neither one, like Eddie's probably not, not as complex as Angela. Mm-hmm. And, and this is part of the problem because like there's, and this is part of the issue that I have rather mm-hmm. with the game is because when you get to Angela and Eddie's parts, like man, there's a, a lot of material there that just doesn't get the treatment that I think it should.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Um I think particularly with Angela it's made up for in in metaphor what isn't like explained through dialogue and through yeah, it definitely could be more fleshed out. Um no pun intended.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, so who who are we gonna like tackle next? I want
0: to jump into Eddie just because okay. angela is is so disturbing to me um so Eddie, and I think he's less complex. Eddie is basically um you know I'll, I'll just say it, he's a fat guy who has been made fun of for being fat and dorky his entire life, mm-hmm. okay um and he's yeah he's just sort of a
1: fat loser
0: yeah exactly and he is kind of like anxious and skittish and you meet him and he's constantly saying oh no i you know i there's there's a corpse when you first meet him he's like throwing up in a toilet it's a super gross scene because you see like this dead person or at least part of this dead person and then you talk to eddie and through this entire like five minute conversation he's retching and puking into a toilet and so it it like yeah. makes you feel gross when you first meet Eddie just in general.
1: The set, the sounds that they're playing in that are super super great. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, super duper.
0: It's it's a very well done like puke scene, but then it is absolutely uncomfortable because of how long it goes on. Um so and but anyways, in a, in a nutshell, Eddie is this character, yeah, who's been made fun of who um is basically pushed to his limit. He was made fun of as a kid, and then uh, as he's grown up, he ran into some of the people that w- made fun of him when he was younger. So, uh, and and they continue to make fun of him because he's grown up and he's still a fat loser. And so, yeah. um, basically, his story is that he goes to—I guess—I guess he was one of the football players in high school, something like that. He goes to his house and kills his dog. Okay. Because he's upset, he gets a gun. He shoots his dog. So then the football player like comes after him, and he shoots the football player in the knee. And then he he goes off to Silent Hill. You know, he basically like runs away because he's kind of a coward. At the same time, Um, Eddie is not a likable character at all. Um, But the reason that he's there in Silent Hill is because he snapped basically. And so uh, like james and like as we'll see angela they're there because of the horrible things that they've done eddie didn't kill a person but he shot someone in the
1: knee he killed a dog well he didn't kill a person initially right There, like as the game progresses it sort of becomes one of those things Well, maybe he and 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 uh, just in the sense of, like as, as far as james is an unreliable narrator uh, Eddie just can't be believed. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, he's sitting there throwing up when you first meet him and he's like he was like that when I when I got in here and it's like no he wasn't. Right, <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like you did that. And that's but I mean the the game doesn't spell that out or anything, but like as as the game sort of progresses, it's like nope, you did that.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, especially when you finally like kind of the the last scenes with him in it he's talking about, you know, how how quickly he's changed from, you know, letting people walk on him to now like if you then he becomes paranoid and thinks that James is laughing at him and so he yeah. wants to kill James. So uh Eddie is a boss that you fight and you have to kill him because he is uh th- now obviously he's seeing different things in Silent Hill. So To him, he's been killing a lot of humans within Silent Hill, so he definitely goes downhill. Um, His torment actually ends up with him falling deeper and deeper into um, a murderous spree, which is different than some of the other characters. James, depending on the ending that you get, makes different decisions. Um, But the other character, I guess, in the trifecta, of these different people going to silent hill for, uh, you know, purgatory or hell or whatever you want to call it. Um, the third person is Angela. Mm. -hmm. So Angela is apparently a teen. Oh, you know what? Well, okay. Angela is apparently a teenager. Okay. I, I didn't get that in game, but I've,
1: the, the model's hard to read. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just, it's like, I can see, Yeah, sure.
0: Well, the strange thing is that, again, from like YouTube and stuff that I've I've looked into, apparently the voice actress is like 40 years old. So that throws it off even weirder that she's supposed to be younger, but you can't really tell, especially because she has an older voice. Contrast that with Eddie, who's supposed to be in his mid-20s, but what he is dressed in, he's dressed like a middle schooler basically, or an elementary schooler, basically, because he's wearing shorts and a striped shirt and a baseball cap. Like he looks like someone who hasn't grown up.
1: I, well, you know, Eddie to me sort of looks like a sort of a frat boy reject, almost like yeah. sort of like uh Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. <and> Tommy boy <laughs> with a backwards yeah. baseball cap.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think, I mean, I don't know, to me, there is this contrast of Eddie being this older person, but really being stuck in middle school, you know, and just growing darker and darker and more, just fueling his hatred and never really growing out of that, but succumbing yeah. to the darkness. Whereas Angela is this younger character, but because of what she's experienced, she portrays herself as an older person mm. because she was forced mm. to grow up. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you first meet Angela, she is in a cemetery and she's got a huge steak knife that you take from
1: her. Um, so basically- No, you take the steak knife from her in the, the hotel.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. The, in the cemetery,
1: she's, she's, she's you run into her and she actually says, don't go into that town. Yeah, it's weird. that's right. And she's like, she's like, I'm looking for my mother. Her mom. And she, so she's looking at the tombstones, looking to see if any of them are her mother. That's right. So- That's right. The knife isn't till later, because then she's looking at the mirror.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, basically, Angela's story that you learn is that she was sexually abused by her father. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she, the, the reason she has the steak knife is she kills her father. And I've heard from different places, because of a certain scene that you see later on in the game, that she burned down her house as well. And Mm. so that's why it's ambiguous. She doesn't know if her mother is still alive because she doesn't know if she killed her mom as well Mm. after she burned the house down.
1: that would make sense.
0: But she's there in Silent Hill, again, as a form of retribution for killing her father. But like James, and I would say much more so, she's sympathetic because because of the reason that she killed her father. Her father was an alcoholic and sexually abused her. Um, And so she is, to me, she is the darkest character, the most complex character in this, because you're constantly kind of having to bring her back from the edge. If that makes sense. Like she is, she's depressed in almost every scene. Uh, She changes her, uh, Even like mid-sentence, she changes her mood. She'll be okay, and then she'll snap and get upset at James. Um, Mm -hmm. There's one point in the game where you save her, I believe you save her, and she gets upset at James because she assumes, I think that's when you take the steak knife, right? She assumes that the only reason that you saved her is because you want to have sex with her.
1: No, that's the abstract daddy.
0: Okay, that's right. That's it's right, when that's you later. fight
1: because she, she starts freaking out about the abstract daddy. Yeah, and then um, she basically accuses James of being just like him. Yeah, referring to her father. Right.
0: So uh, that's kind of that's kind of her penultimate scene and where a lot of the symbolism is. And apparently, this is a. Uh, a it's not required to beat the game, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because uh, it's such a, for me, it was such an impactful scene in the game um, that only made more sense once everything was kind of revealed is um, you find Angela and she is trapped in this room that looks like it's just covered in flesh. Okay. And she's like, yeah. you know, like crouching in the corner and um, you know, I'm not going to, try and and reenact what she's saying, but she's basically like, No, please don't do this, daddy, please don't do this kind of a thing, and you see one of these creatures called an abstract daddy, which is a another bed frame okay with another mound of flesh inside the bed frame, and it basically shows like the silhouettes of two people, one crouching over the other, so it's a personification uh. of of this I didn't, sexual I, abuse. I,
1: I never took that. Um, I I just never paid that much attention to them other than to shoot them. I'll have to look at the character models for that. I mean, I knew that's sort of what, that's what it represented, mm-hmm. but it was like, I was like, oh, that's just a weird model, but, huh. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really kind of grim. Yes. Yeah. Very disturbing.
0: Now, like with everything else in the game, you get the idea that Angela is actually seeing something different because she specifically refers to it as her dad. Um, so it does, I'm sure it's more explicit for her, but for you, it's, it's again, it's, it's more tasteful if that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing about the room in, in addition to just that disturbing idea, silhouetted idea, um, within that enemy, Is that the room itself has holes throughout the room um, and it looks like pistons kind of like pumping away in these different holes. Um, Which I was like, this is really weird imagery. Like, I was halfway expecting for things to come out of the holes, you know, and like come after, you know, like a tentacle enemy or something like that. And I think this is where the game actually shows its restraint. Um, But what was pointed out to me as I looked a little deeper into this game is that someone who has been sexually abused, that would be very, for lack of a better term, triggering to uh, constantly to be in a room where you're seeing, you know, um, like poles come in and out, pump in and out of holes in the wall like yeah. that would that would just be extremely disturbing yeah, and bring up can, horrible thoughts.
1: And so, I mean just like yeah the the yeah.
0: So so that scene was very like th- th- that really struck me. Again, with how tasteful the game is in conveying such a horrible action and such hmm. a horrible thing that sexual abuse is. Um so that is, I, I can't say it's one of my favorite
1: scenes, but I
0: think it's definitely one of
1: the most affecting scenes. Well, when she throws that TV on top of him, right? I was like, ooh, you know, uh, that was that was just like a very intense, very heavy kind of moment. So
0: yeah, because you've already yeah. beaten him at that point; he's already dead. Yeah. But then there's a TV in the room. She picks up the TV. She like kicks him and then picks up the TV and throws it on top of him. Like you see her absolute hatred and abhorrence for her father because of what he's done to her.
1: Yeah. So I think too, like, you know, the, 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 the thing that's interesting about her is that she really does confirm for you that everybody is experiencing this on different levels Mm -hmm. because right at the end of her sort of story arc, you meet her and you're going up some stairs and, You go from like this sort of like wet, gross, slime, flesh covered sort of environment. You, you, you step on these stairs, and the walls are on fire. Everything's on fire. Yeah, and he makes a comment, and I didn't even recognize it at first. But he makes a comment. He's like, "Man, it's it's hot," and she's like, "This is how. This is what it's like for me all the time." Yeah, and so it's like all of a sudden it's like, like oh. Yeah. She's experiencing something radically different than what I've been experiencing in this. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause right before that, she's like, Oh, you see it too. You know, like she is surprised that it's not just her. Like you're actually for that second, you're able to, to kind of see what she's seeing. Yeah. And, and you understand why she's attempting suicide, you know? So, like, she is this horribly tragic character that, to my recollection, you don't get any. That's the last you see of her. She walks yeah, off. Yeah, there's,
1: there's no closure. It's She just walks off into, the, like, the burning distance. Yeah. And that's sort of, like, the end of it. Yeah. As far as she's concerned. So.
0: So that's Angela. <laughs> that's um, Angela.
1: And, and I think it just needs to be noted that, you, you know, I think, like, the, you know, the bullying that Eddie w- was sort of subjected to, and then the the psychosis, that like his psychotic snap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these are things that are going on in our culture today. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to sort of go down this road too much, but there's that big stink made about the Joker movie, and people are like going to say, it's going to incite violence. And, you know... I think, like culturally, we just have like a problem where we we glorify a lot of things that we need to not mm-hmm. glorify. But I think too, it was like you know, I I remember reading an article, and if I if I could remember where I I found it, I I totally. Um, uh, but somebody basically said like, you know, it's it's sort of the the this Joker movie is in is uh, going to encourage men who for lack of a better, like they, they would use different terminology, but have been abused by people around them to act out and, and lash out. And, um, you know, I think of, and maybe this is just me overstepping some lines, but I think about that, that young man that shot up that high school in Florida. And then the one girl who was part of it, you know, she was like, yeah, I used to, I used to harass him all the time. I would make fun of him and bully him and I don't regret it at all. And I'm like, and that's part of the problem. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not forgiving way. Like I'm not excusing rather what he did. Yeah. You know, like he, he, he rolled into his school and shot, shot it up, killed a bunch of people. Right. Like that's disgusting. And that, that will weigh on him or, you know, and that, that the repercussions for that are massive, but, at the same time, you have these people there are people out there who feel justified in sort of you know, dehumanizing or othering somebody else. And Eddie, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, is it's a bit of a tragic figure. He's it's still what he ends up turning into is is absolutely an absolute reprobate. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. There's no excuse. But, but at the same time, it's sort of like, it's, it, it is a little more sympathetic than I think we want to play it sometimes. That's
0: true. Yeah. And
1: it's like, and and I think about Angela and it's just like, man, like, you, you know, just like, that's, you know, like coming out of those stories, like this is one of those things that I'm glad I played it. But like, at the same time, I did not have fun with this game. Right. And and it's, but like just coming out of that, I was like, man, like that's, that's really rough. Yeah. Like that's just like it left me sort of like kind of yeah to to use your term shook left <laughs> <Yes>. me shook <laughs> like yeah yeah the 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 spookiness had worn off at that point in time and then I just it just sort of got like yeah sad mm-hmm. but let, do you want to talk oh. about Mary or Maria yeah yeah what do, we do what do we do with a problem
0: like. Maria. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll give my interpretation of what she is. Um, I could totally be way off on this. But what I understood, and maybe this has to do with the ending that I got as well. What I understood is that Mary was the ideal that James had of who he wanted his wife to be. Like everything that she was not while she was sick he had characterized into into this picture of maria yeah so with his sexual frustration she then is this character who is promiscuous you know like she's she's just not she's not wearing the proper clothes that you would you know walking down the street you know it's it, she's yeah. not like terribly dressed but at the same time it's just like come on you look like you know
1: you <laughs> It's the the leopard, pink leopard print mini skirt. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Showing off her belly. It's just like it's just not appropriate, you know, a, a grown woman with any ounce of self respect.
1: Well, and what's really confusing? Yeah, and I would I would agree with that assessment of what she is. That she's sort of the personification of like I wish my wife was X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but what sort of makes the game? And, and, you know, even now that I'm thinking about now that I'm thinking about it, there's, this game's a lot more clever than I, I was giving it credit uh, for because she sees the monsters, but she sees the monsters because she's part of the psychic mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so it thinks, it makes you think like, man, okay, now I'm like, now I'm getting on board with like, okay, this thing's like a, way more clever than I gave it credit for. Okay. Like, I'm still, like, I'd still love to see, like, some more polish, a little more shine, a little more nuance, a little, you know, some of this stuff. But, like, yeah. Like, she's. She, mm. she also never interacts
0: with anyone else. She only ever interacts with James. She yeah. makes reference to Laura and says that she wants to protect Laura, but she never actually interac- interacts with Laura
1: yeah no that's that is weird. that's I you know now like, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh yeah, she's like sort of like the sexual ideal, mm-hmm. like she's like sort of this, but at the same time, like now I'm like, oh, yeah, she really sort of helps sell the lie that what he was experiencing was reality,
0: yeah, yeah and and she mm. is by far the weirdest character because she goes in and out of character. She similar to Angela like she changes moods really quickly. It's not quite as stark as Angela. Um, but she always lets on that she knows more than what she's actually saying, which makes it really weird and creepy because it's like why don't you just let me know what's going on? Like how do you, how do you know these
1: things? Um Well she's like play she's like coy yeah. and sort of like playful. And and then she's like, you know, she's dismissive, and it's it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Now I'm just I'm still sort of like, it, it's it, it clicked, and it's I was all like, making oh, no. sense. Yeah, no, this is like way this is way tighter. And again, I I feel like the writing could be better, but yeah, right, dude, this is way tighter than I want to <laughs> give credit for.
0: And I th- um, I think so. There are, there are scenes throughout the game where she does where she, like I said, she changes. And she says things that like only Mary could have known. Um, she gets really upset at James sometimes. Like, why didn't you protect me? Why, why were you doing these things? And to me, the way I interpreted that is that James is starting to remember who Mary had become. And so Maria turns more into, instead of the ideal that he wanted Mary to be, now he's remembering who she was when she was sick and that's being integrated into her character mm. as well. Mm. Um yeah. in addition to that, I think he's not letting himself uh like have that fully enjoy that fantasy of his wife because she is constantly killed by his other uh projections. Yeah. So the reason that she's killed, you know, like what three times throughout the course of the game, Pyramid Head takes her and kills her i, I believe it's the, three times
1: in the in the elevator she gets taken once mm-hmm. uh the prison cell um he when he finally gets in there she's she's dead and then uh there's the scene with the pyramid heads yeah the two pyramid heads no but i would just yeah I'm i'm still like i'm i'm coming back from the realization that it's like no this thing's like way more clever than I was giving it credit for. <laughs> and I'm 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 feeling a little dense.
0: <laughs> no dude, no. Like when I finished the game I was I I hadn't put all the pieces together. I was just no, kind of like no, yeah, yeah, what? Like and and honestly Maria is the one from the YouTube videos that I've watched and things that I've read. Maria is the one that people uh everyone has a different theory as to mm-hmm. what she is. Um, and, and so this is where I've landed with her. This is what makes sense to me, especially because of the endings as well, which we'll get to.
1: Um, but I, I totally, I could be wrong. Um, I think, I think in a lot of ways it's like, she sort of becomes like, it's his desire for his wife. Like it's a personification of the desire for what he wanted Mary to be. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really think that that's just the the easiest read on it, yep. and you know, and then especially sort of how it all like pans out in the end because, how, so you did you, the ending you got was in water, yes. All right, the ending I got was um, was just called leave, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, who who did you fight in the end? Um, I thought it was Maria.
0: But she yeah but she was dressed up as Mary like she looked like Mary but he, he yeah. made reference
1: to her as Maria You can actually fight like depending on like the the route you go uh-huh. she can actually identify as Mary okay and it changes and, and I the, what I was reading it's like it changes some of the dialogue okay gotcha So you, you can fight that that fight can be Mary like Mary/ slash Maria or whatever but it's just it's it's just like sort of like when you hit that point, like, even, like, when she gets, like, sick in the hospital, it's, like, she's becoming sort of more Mary at that point in time. Yeah. And, yeah. But then, the, like, she's, but, so, it's this desire that he, like, he, he wants, like, what he wanted from Mary in, in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, it's it's an unfulfilled desire. So, it's, like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the thing that kind of that really kind of led me into this kind of theory of what Maria is, is the line that she says while she's in the um, while she's behind the, the jail cell or, you know, kind of sitting on the bed, is that she says that she will she is whoever James wants her to be. Yeah. And so that that was kind of what clued me in like, okay so you're not real like you're not you're not like the other people who are actually people in this game like you are a a a figment of something that james is going through and so yeah it just seemed to me to make the most sense that it's what he want what he thought he wanted from mary and then when he starts realizing like who mary really when he's actually forced to remember what Mary had become, because he's remembering what he had done. That's mm-hmm. when Maria, like, becomes more. Uh, yeah. Like, but she also kind of clings on to that, and you know, is like, no, 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 come here, like, just forget, like, I can be whoever you want me to be, like, just stay here with me, kind of a thing, which is one of the endings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is the, I guess, creepiest ending. Um. So with that. Let's uh let's take a look at the different endings. Okay? So, yours leave. What what happens? So, like we've like we've discussed at the very end of the game, you either fight Maria or Mary for one mm-hmm. of the scenarios. Um you got one so there's six endings to this game after the the re-release version, there was another one added that we will definitely talk about. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Anyways. Um so you got the ending leave. What happens in leave?
1: Um so there's a letter that um James gets. Mm-hmm. Like there's this scene with Mary and it's sort of like she offers forgiveness. Yeah. Um she's laying on the bed, she offers forgiveness, she gives him a letter and then this is after the fight and j- that boss fight was so dumb. I was just like Yeah. All the boss fights are bad, but that yes, one was just are. like kind of like uh <laughs> I was just like uh, stop. Um Anyways, there's a scene, bedside scene, and he's talking, and he confesses, like, yeah, no, I, I killed you because I kind of hated you. But I also, you know, I didn't like seeing you suffer, and I just, I was so tired. And, you, you know, anyways, yeah. they have that whole conversation. She gives him this letter, and then there's a voiceover, and it's sort of, it, it you know, it's the voice actress reading the letter, and um, it's it's scrolling the letters. And it shows... Laura, it, sh- it just shows that, that, that cemetery that sort of you, you, when you first come into the town, mm-hmm. it shows that cemetery and it shows Laura sort of like walking through and like running through and running out the cemetery back towards the path leading to the car. Mm-hmm. And then it shows James sort of falling behind her and he comes up and they hold hands and like he, he comes up beside her and they basically leave. Um, so you leave. And it's, it's sort of a happy, happy ending or right. sort of like ho- a hopeful ending. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so that letter um, is played in most of the endings and it's really interesting. I mean, there are a couple of things that I think are done really well with that is one, the voice acting is, I think, fantastic, um, which is weird because throughout the rest of the game, the voice acting is very hit or miss. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But depending on the ending you get, the emphasis of the same exact letter, same exact voice acting, uh, feels different. Different things within the letter stick out to you. So um, with that ending leave, um, yeah, well, some of the things in the letter that Mary says is that she recognizes that she's been horrible. And she's sorry for the things that he's had to go through, that his life has completely changed ever since she's gotten sick and she's been terrible to him. Um, and she also like kind of confides in him that she's scared and she doesn't want to die. She says something to the effect of, um, I don't want, I can't say that I I want you to forget me, but uh, I can't bear no, the I thought can't of you re- forgetting me.
1: I can't say remember me, but I can't bear the thought of you forgetting me. Yeah. I, I remember that line. That was a... Kind of a sweet line,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she's she's wrestling with her imminent death,
1: um, and 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 even in some ways, like her desire for him to move on, exactly, right. Because that's that's what she says at the very
0: end is like, do what's best for you, basically. Like you you need to be able to.
1: You made me happy, right? Like is how she closes the letter. But there's all this stuff where it's like, go live your life move past this at this point right right exactly so
0: what is tragic I think about this is that he um she makes reference to the fact that she gives the letter to one of the nurses at the hospital to give to James after she dies because she knows that she's gonna die so she doesn't want him reading this until after she dies obviously he didn't know that until after he killed her Um, so that there's, there's sort of like a Greek tragedy in there as well, Yeah. um, that she wasn't able to tell him that. And he ends up committing this horrible act because he didn't know that. I mean, you know, no, he's, it's, it's terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, but he's also kind of a sympathetic character. Um, so in that ending, he comes to grips with what he's done and he's able to leave with Laura. So you kind of get the idea that yeah, like he he'll follow her wishes and and take Laura with him, possibly adopt Laura because she's an orphan. Yeah. So in the ending That's
1: that's that it seems like that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that one is definitely the most yeah, like you said, the happy ending, the one that ends with a bow on top. The ending mm-hmm. that I got is called In Water. And it um so the first half of a lot of the endings is the same. It's the the Mary is in the bed and uh, she's having a conversation with James and they're being really honest with each other and this is when James, you know, like uh, expresses to the care to like himself, basically, to the player that, you know, even though he thought that he was killing her out of mercy, like there was a part of him that was doing it because he hated her, and he had hated what she had become and what his life had become. Um, so it's this it's this kind of surreal image because Mary's already dead, but in you know, in the real timeline, but it's it's Mary within Silent Hill that James is talking to. So it's really towards the person who's playing the game, right? Mary doesn't actually exist. So that scene happens. And then um, after she dies in that scene, he picks up her body and takes it to the car. And he says, now I know what has to happen. Uh, I can't bear this life without you, basically. And mm. drives his car into the lake. It doesn't show that. It just it, You hear him closing the car door, speeding off, and then the sound cuts off. And then it's just an image of like water bubbles coming up and it's kind of like a green background. And that's when that letter plays. And, and so you get like what mm. Mary's last wishes were. Um, so that is the more romantic ending, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, basically that James was abs- like, he recognizes what he's done and he uh, recognizes that life is meaningless without his wife and since he's killed her, like he wants to be with her. And so he kills himself, <laughs> which, yeah. which apparently is like the canonical ending of the game. I guess. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what some people have said. That's like,
1: a trash ending. It,
0: well, it, I would, and we'll get to this in just a second. I would say that, um, this game does not know how to properly resolve itself. It brings up these issues, but it doesn't give you an answer. Um, but we'll we'll get to that in just a second. So there were those two endings. The other two kind of real endings of the game, if that makes sense, there's one where um basically James chooses Maria. And so uh you yeah. get this scene where he's he, you know, kills th- that's the scene where you fight Mary at the end of the game, right? Yeah. So he kills Mary in Silent Hill, he goes back to the car and he leaves with Maria. And Maria starts coughing, and he makes this remark to her. Uh, He says, "You better do something about that cough," and that's where it ends. It's kind of like referencing, like, "I'm not going to go through this again." Like, basically, that he hasn't really learned anything. He's not remorseful about Mary's death, and he he wants the idea, the idealized Mary, but when the reality of who Mary was. And, you know, the hardship of what marriage is, he's not willing to put up with it, which I yeah. think is a very uh, truthful ending, if that makes sense. It's a very real possibility, uh, but it's also hard to stomach because it's like, wow, James is a horrible freaking person. <laughs> um, yeah. Then there's an ending called Rebirth, where basically um, he takes, like the in-water ending, he takes Mary's body. And takes her onto into the lake, and he makes reference to a ritual that could possibly—you
1: have to that you have that that particular ending has to be done on at least the second playthrough. That's right. And you have to gather some objects. If you gather all those objects and you hit the right cues, yeah, he'll he can basically bring Mary back to life. Yeah,
0: and so there's like this little island in the middle of the lake. And this is again sort of a little bit of a connection with the first game, because the cult it's implied that, you know, the cult and the goings on there that you can do some sort of crazy ritual and bring her back to life. So there's all that kind of weirdness. But it it stop like they are basically like rowing towards the island and it cuts off. So it's left up to the imagination. Um, there are two more endings which are hilarious. They are just jokes. Um, Mm -hmm. there's one in which, uh, and this one was the added one. There's one in which, um, it was aliens the whole time. So you get an item and you use it in a certain place and aliens, it's like this, um, it looks like a silent picture kind of a thing. Uh, it get, it it turns sepia toned aliens come back the protagonist from the first game is there because there was an alien ending as a joke in the first game now there's an alien ending in the second one where that protagonist since he had been taken away by the aliens in the first game comes back and uh, zaps James and then the aliens take over the world the end Mm -hmm. Um, and finally in the definitely the canonical best ending of the game
1: yes um I believe. I believe this.
0: You can find a key in uh, a doghouse. This is a reference to the first game where you find a key in the doghouse, and you're able to open up a certain door. Now it only it only shows up you know after you've played through the game so many times. Um, you're able to open a door with this this key that you found in the doghouse, and there's a dog sitting at a control panel with a headset on, like someone at a call center, and James is just like what it was you the whole time and gets down on all fours and then the dog comes over and licks James in the face and that's the end of the game and then there's a title yeah. scroll or the, the credit scroll where you have this big picture of this dog like a portrait picture of this dog where the final <laughs> theme the ending theme is played in, in dog barks while there's like this weird set of like images of characters throughout the game, almost like a blooper reel playing while it's it's pretty weird. (laughs) And and, and in, in, in the best scene in the entire game, it shows James shirtless and he's ripped and he's got like a mom tattoo. And uh, so that's definitely the canonical ending of the game.
1: I think so. I mean, the game is so bizarre that that's the only thing that makes sense to me. (laughs) It's
0: a yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's a good joke because the game is so weird, and especially at that point, the reveal hasn't happened yet. Uh, So it's like the you know the creators of the game are kind of like, it was the dog the whole time. That's how it all makes sense, kind of a thing, which I think is funny. Mm. I get it. It's humor. You laugh.
1: I, I don't know if I necessarily get it, but I am entertained by it. <laughs> entertaining. Well, that's
0: good because some of the other game isn't very entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the endings. I think we we can go ahead and move on to some final thoughts here for the game. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I just mentioned how I think this game brings up a lot of very mature themes It brings up a lot of things uh, like the idea of retribution and punishment for your sins. But as I watched all of the endings, personally, I I just watched them on YouTube, um, I found all of the endings unsatisfying in their own way. Um, Mm. Even the one that you had, the leave ending, I felt like, wait a second, this guy killed his wife. Like, and now he just kind of comes to terms with it and leaves. Like, no, he killed his wife. Like, how is this okay? I, I don't understand how this this is a proper ending to the game. Um, I was much more satisfied, if I can say that, with the ending that I got where he kills himself. That makes more sense to me. Maybe that's just because I'm an emo kid at heart. <laughs> and I can understand mm. why the guilt of killing your wife would drive you to suicide. Um, but I find all of these endings unsatisfying. And I think there's a reason for that. Um, it reminds me of the Bible, of scripture, uh, because the, what this game is saying is that there are these issues that are very difficult to tackle that you have to face, but it doesn't give you the prescription to face them. You know, characters like. Eddie succumbed to the darkness. Angela hmm. is just a horribly tragic figure with no end. And then James is completely, to me, unsatisfying. Um, the scripture that came to mind is out of Second Corinthians. So Second uh, Corinthians 7.10, this is the New International Version, says that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Um, this is one that I, mm. that I had like come across probably a month or two ago. And it's been in the back of my mind for a while because it encapsulates, I think so much about, um, the judgmentalism of, I mean, I guess our culture, you know, our culture, there, there are certain things that there are certain taboos that you absolutely cannot, uh, transgress or else you are going to be castigated. Um, you know, just, You're not, you are no longer worthy of attention. Um, And this, what the scripture is saying is that a godly sorrow, a grief, a um, when you feel sorrow for what you've done in a godly way, it leads you to repentance. It doesn't just leave you with despair, which is where I think this game leaves you, is just in the despair of your own sinfulness. And the the horrible things that you've done in life, um, this game offers no chance at repentance. Uh, the closest thing to it is acceptance that you're horrible,
1: and trying to
0: live a better life. Does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I would like. I think with the leave ending, it sort it it sort of shows um, James sort of coming to terms with what he's done. And saying, "Okay, well, I guess I'll just try to do better." Yeah, and you know that, that's hard for us because it doesn't that doesn't necessarily re- uh, reconcile with justice. Yeah, as we know it. So, but I don't know. Um, I think in some ways, though, man. Like honestly, I think like the leave ending is probably the healthiest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. You, you, you know, yeah. like um, he's actually I, alive. I've, <laughs> Well, that and just, you know, the thought of suicide is just kind of like, well, he's like, I'm going to drive my car into the lake as this sort of pseudo-romantic gesture mm-hmm. or because he still needs to die or whatever. And I'm kind of like, well, that's not really justice either. Right. That's just, that's escape from justice. I think like, you know, especially given what we sort of know about unbelievers like yeah that's not shouldn't be that big a deal but yeah
0: no i i agree it's not that i expect the game to you know present the gospel (laughs) um but at the same time i think this hits on the fact that there there is no answer outside of what god has like justice we cannot provide justice in a circumstance like this
1: yeah, it's just, like, I think, but, like, I guess I just keep coming back. To, like, for me, the game just overall is just sort of, like, somber. And it's, like, you know, yeah. even in that, James was pretty damaged. And, again, not excusing the murder of his wife or anything, but it it took a toll on him. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, sometimes, like, I, I would yeah. sort of maintain, and, again, it's it's a video game, but um, so we don't want to put too much stock into sort of what what they're saying. Yeah. But at the same time, I would also say like, hey man, like I would rather in, in a situation like that, I would rather see that individual sort of like pick themselves up a little bit, dust themselves off, keep going, and hopefully make some better decisions. But that's I'm 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 trying yeah. to I'm trying to sort of abandon my curmudgeonliness, Josh. So don't tempt <laughs> me to come back to the dark side.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I guess I'm just an <laughs> emo kid at heart. Um, Those tight <laughs> jeans
1: and eyeliner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So. Exactly. Um, I can't swoop my hair over my I, eyes I anymore, think though. just so. as
1: far as clothing, cl- uh, clothing uh, blah. it's getting late and I'm getting, I'm kind of winding down. But closing thoughts, um, mm-hmm. especially sort of like, as we talked about the end, like and just how it all really tied together, like, this game is far more clever than I wanted to give it credit for. Um, but yeah, it's the actual gameplay is so problematic that uh, mm-hmm. I really don't ever want to play it again. Like I'm just yeah. like, um, kind of like, eh, y- you know, there's a, there's a little bit of it, like there's an add on thing. And so it's like, maybe at some point in time, I'll take a crack at that. And the disc that I have for my PS3 has a, uh Silent Hill 3 HD as well so mm-hmm. eh, maybe maybe next year probably not uh I'll I'll be tackling that at some point in time though so yeah yeah
0: now I've heard the ties in 3 are stronger okay. to 1 okay. rather than 2 2 is like the outlier in terms of what the story is so I assume that 3 touches more on kind of like the cult that Silent Hill you know, I was yeah. home too. I just, I think, like but the the
1: thing, like know. the thing that I like is like the vehicle that I, or the the part of the game that I really like is just this, the town as sort of a psychic mirror, and that you're experiencing sort of a, a mm-hmm. purgatory or judgment of sorts based on your sort of uh psyche. That's 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 a really interesting concept. So, and yeah. it, and and, and yeah. I feel it was fairly well executed. So I liked it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Which is why like this, this game is very conflicting because like I said, you know, we started off on a very sour note. 90% of the time through this game, I was oh, yeah, frustrated.
1: I, <laughs> like if somebody well, were like, yeah, I was mostly just like, I just wanted to be done with this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was- yeah. Which is crazy. Cause now on the other side, I'm like, man, I'm glad I played it. I get why it's so beloved um, and I think they told yeah. a very good story and I get why it is a video game and why it used this medium to put you in the shoes of James I just yes. wish that
1: <laughs> the actual gameplay was well and I just like enjoyable. you know I I I, <laughs> I, I would that. love to see them remake this game and actually just clean it up tighten it up like I don't think it needs to be, you you know, definitely find a way to sort of like maintain some of that threatening atmosphere. You know, you probably definitely want to populate with a few more enemies or something, but, or like, you know, maybe find Mm -hmm. ways like uh, a lot of people talk about how in the Resident Evil 2 remake, like, or just in Resident Evil 2, when Mr. X kind of busts through and you're like, Oh, I'm not safe here. I'm supposed to be safe here. And I'm not. Like if you find a way to sort of like create that same sort of uh, moment with, but, but do it in a yeah. silent whole way. Um, I think, you know, like I said, the biggest thing is I really do the, the biggest sort of like gripe that I have outside of the controls is that I feel like the, especially now, like now that I'm sort of on the other side saying, Oh no, this, this is far more. I just really wish they would have, Take a little more t- time and sort of stretch some of that out and flesh some of that stuff out for us. But
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. So I didn't have to go to YouTube to kind yeah. of get
1: a lot of this stuff.
0: Uh, but I mean, part of that's probably just cause I'm dumb and didn't realize it. But at the same time, like I said, I feel like they hid everything from you and then finally gave you the key to understanding yeah. it at the very end when you'd forgotten a lot yeah. of other stuff. And it's, so, and
1: it's short enough yeah, too that yeah, like a lot of that stuff sort of like is all sort of hanging out in the headspace. Like, so that it's like, Oh yeah. yeah like now if this was a like, if this game were much longer, yeah. A lot of that stuff would be like, what? But because it is such a sort of a tight <laughs> experience, it definitely, yeah, definitely works.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Um, like you said, you'd like to see kind of a, a reimagining, a remake of this game. Um, Konami, I just found out, two weeks ago, announced the next game in the series, the next Silent Hill game. It's called Silent Hill Escape. Um, I'll give you a second. You can throw that into Google and search Don't for bother. it. Don't bother. It's it's a, it's, slot slot machine. Machine. C- it's a slot machine. It's a slot machine. Konami They're the worst. Is Silent Hill this the, the a story about psychological horror is a freaking slot machine. Like, I don't know how you could do this. Like, how how do you drag this through the mud more? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been praising the subtlety and the complexity and the nuance of this game, and you use it for a freaking one-armed, slot the machine.
1: The one armed bandit, like, man. I just
0: <laughs> So, um, that said, there probably will never. And actually, you know what? I don't trust Konami to make a reimagining of this game,
1: frankly, because nah, of what I, they're I doing. I think Konami, in a lot of ways, is just It'd be terrible. Uh, destroyed uh, the gaming sphere's ability to trust them. So, or the gaming yeah. community's ability yeah. to trust them. So.
0: I, I guess that's actually a smarter title than I thought. Silent Hill escape. Just get out. Just leave. Just
1: don't even. <laughs> you know, watch, we, we, we go and play and we're like, actually this, uh, this uh, slot machine is far more compelling than we give it credit for.
0: <laughs> I just made $500 playing Silent mm. Hill. Uh, um, Yeah. So I, I think, think that so, about man. wraps it up on our thoughts on Silent Hill too. Um, I'm glad we played it this October. I'm glad I finally was able to go through it, um, and it'll definitely stick oh, yeah. with me for sure. Um, I think it was yeah, it was it was a really it was good, a good pick. I mean, aside
1: um, from the fact that I, I almost spooped myself several times, <laughs> <laughs> so Lots much spoopiness, spoopiness going on. You could see it blah, on the walls.
0: Blah. Like, how did that? <laughs> how did yuck. all that spoopiness get there? Yuck. <laughs> It's funny, but yuck. <laughs> All right. If you played any spoopy games, uh, we would love to hear about it because, you know, we do this every October. Um, you can contact us a number of different ways and let us know about that. Um, on Twitter, w- our handle is at BBDownCast. You can email us at TheBacklogBreakdown at gmail.com. And of course, we have our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook We've also got a discord that we love mm-hmm. just chatting with y'all in. Then um, the link for that will be in the description of this episode. If you want to reach out personally, there are a number of ways, you know, PSN, GG, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. I generally go by broccolope spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And I'm, Nate.
1: I am Nate goes by. McKeever. Mm. Sometimes also so known fresh as in your so spoopy clean. pants,
0: spoopy pants. Yep, you got spoopiness <laughs> in your pants. Um, you know, we would love it if you made it this far, man. I, you're like a die-hard on the backlog breakdown. So thank you so much. If you want to support us, there are a number of ways you can do that by rating and reviewing this episode. Tell a that would help us out. Um, tell, tell your friends. Yo, yeah, friends. share that sharing is stuff. caring. And uh, if you want to, you know, leave us a buck or two, we've got a Patreon as well that you can check out. Um, but speaking of sharing with your friends, speaking of talking to other people about this, we want to uh, maybe not officially announce it yet, but we got yeah, some to yeah
1: So We're going to be teaser. doing a thing and... Uh, We need your help. Um, We would Mm -hmm. like uh, anybody who listens to this, and we'll be sharing uh, more details in the group and on on Twitter here in a little bit. But anybody who listens to this, start putting a top 10 greatest games of all time list together. Uh, We're going to be, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to use the word compiling a list. And uh, we need your help. And so and we're not just asking you to do this for free we're, there there will be shenanigans and shout outs and maybe even prizes maybe, hey, maybe, hey, hey. maybe some sweet kashish or gift cards or something we haven't we haven't sussed out everything yeah. but um yeah we we do want to uh like i said uh sort of start putting that together and probably about the time we do next episode, huh? We'll, uh, well, we could probably let the details drop on, on some of this, but it's, it's cool. I think what we're doing is really cool. So
0: I'm yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to, to get this top, you know, whatever 50 or whatever we're planning on, on doing list of the greatest games that y'all help us compile. Um, Because obviously we haven't played everything. You know, we've had our episode of top 10 games of all time, but there's tons of great games. I have my own games of shame, trademark, um, of games that I know are fantastic games. I've just never played them. I've known Silent Hill 2 was a good game. Um, I finally just got around to playing it, beating it the other day, and then talking about it for three hours. Crazy. Um, So we'd love to hear what y'all's favorite games are. And I will tell you, from compiling my own top 10 list. It's harder mm-hmm. than it seems guys, it, you know, to finally like nail it down and to decide what you actually think are your favorite. Is it your favorite? I don't know. Did you just finish that game a month ago? Cause maybe you're just riding the wave. Maybe right now, silent Hill two might seem like one of my favorite games of all time, but it didn't <laughs> a week ago when I was only 75% yeah. of the way through the game. So, and maybe it won't a week from now. Maybe I'll be like, you know, who knows? So start now, like get an idea and then, I don't know, chip away at it every day for the next two weeks before we finally unveil all the details on what we've got going on. Um, yeah, it'll be, help us out. Come on. It'll be cool. There, there'll be something. It'll be super do. duper cool. So we'll give some more details of that on the next episode. But some of the other ways, you know, you can join us in um, on the Facebook group. We've got the hashtag backlog golf going on this year. Only got two mm. more months in that. See, uh, you know, you gonna make par? You gonna go over? What's it look like this year? Are you gonna go crazy on Black Friday? Who knows? Uh, Who knows?
1: Wesley's got something lined up for the end of the year as far as like the the hashtag backlog busters go. Um he's he's got some yes. ideas. Uh I will be taking next month so the next couple of days in the next couple of days and it's no single player november. And I'm just going to be playing games uh, uh multiplayer only so that's uh division that division 2 that I picked up going to fire that up with Parker probably play castle crashers with my wife and maybe a little borderlands 3 with my brother. Who knows? Or maybe hey, I can yeah, he's he's just got a baby though, so I don't know if he's gonna be playing video games. So maybe i have to find somebody Uh-oh. else to play Borderlands 3 with. <laughs> um anyways, <laughs> uh so we've got that going on. So just wanted to throw that out and you yeah. know, just real quick, hey guys, I fully recommend uh using November especially as a bit of a sort of a uh a month to reset to uh I saw a guy uh the sort of pencil pencil guy posted. Sort of pencil he's calling it Ember. uh he had a an instagram post on it that I thought was interesting, like I said I'm not doing what he's doing but i I think like the general idea is good, just so uh but uh nice anyways, josh I think we've we have penetrated the depths of Silent Hill Two. Well, was yeah, I, don't, I, think, I, 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 think I just so don't well. want to talk about it anymore. It's it makes me sad and angry. <laughs> We're done and spoopy. I'm depressed.
0: <laughs> well, I I think we've done a good job breaking down the benefits. So you guys keep beating down your backlogs while we continue to break down yes. the benefits. Good night. Good night.